the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It's immeasurable. It's such a quick amount. You know, how long does it take your eye to identify something? It's, it's instantaneous. And, and that's the idea here. When, when Jesus calls the church up to heaven, it's going to be instantaneous. You know, just instantly we're in the presence of the Lord. Just as John says back in chapter 4 of Revelation, he says, immediately, instantly. He's in the presence of the Lord. Instantly, he's in heaven. Have you ever gotten tired of having to wait for something? Maybe it's waiting for your food at a restaurant or all the traveling that it takes to get to a vacation spot. It's safe to say that no one really enjoys waiting. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be talking about when Jesus comes to bring his church back with him in heaven. That amazing thing is that it will be instantaneous. There won't be any waiting lines or long days of travel. As soon as he comes back, the next place we'll be is with God. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. open to Revelation chapter 4. We're also going to look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to tackle the whole chapter today. Verse 1, after these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here. And I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately, I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones And on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. 
And they do not rest day or night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Well, uh, the theme of chapters 4 and 5 is heaven, uh, if you couldn't tell from the reading. And so for the next two weeks at least, we're going to talk about heaven. Uh, you know, people have a lot of different ideas about heaven and what heaven is, is like and what it will be like for us in heaven. Uh, if you Google heaven or what is heaven like, 40 million web pages come up. Amazon has 200,000 titles on heaven. So there's a lot of different ideas out there about heaven. Some people think heaven, that in, in heaven, that, that we'll all have wings and we'll sit on clouds and play harps and have halos and eat angel food cake. Uh, because it was a, or angel hair pasta, maybe. Uh, some people think that heaven is going to be, you know, this beautiful tropical beach and that we just spend all of eternity on a beach. Some people see heaven as, you know, the perfect golf course where they have this perfect game of golf every day, forever and ever and ever. Uh, but Revelation chapter 4 tells us about heaven and what heaven is really like and what we can expect in heaven and what we will do in heaven. And I can tell you that heaven, the true heaven, the real heaven, will be better than any beach you could ever sit on or any golf course you could ever play on. Uh, and it's certainly going to be better than the alternative, right? Now, just to give you some context here, if you turn back with me to chapter 1, verse 19, Jesus gave us an outline for the whole book of Revelation. Remember, he said, write the things which you have seen, the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. And so the book of Revelation has three divisions. First, John was to write the things which he had seen. That was chapter one. And what did John see in chapter one? He saw Jesus Christ resurrected and glorified. That's the first division. Second, John was to write the things which are. That's chapters two and three. The letters to the seven churches or the church age. The things which are. We live uh, in the, the time of the things which are. We're living in the church age currently. And then the third and final division of the book of Revelation, write the things which will take place after this, after the church age. So this, this third division describes future events after the church age ends. In verse 19, that phrase there, after this, that's the Greek word metatauta. Chapter 4, verse 1, begins with the phrase, after these things. That's the same Greek word. That's the word metatauta, the same Greek word. At the end of verse 1, it says, after this, 
That's metatauta. That's that same Greek word. So this, this word metatauta, it's used twice in verse 1 of chapter 4. It's like the Lord wants us to know and be sure that chapter 4 is the beginning of the final division of the book of Revelation. Uh, So chapter 4, to the end of the book of Revelation, it's going to describe for us future events that take place after the church age. We're living in the church age currently. So this is future. Again in verse 1, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately, John says, I was in the Spirit. John looked, and he saw a door open in heaven. The first voice that that he heard, the same voice that John heard, that He heard earlier that was like a trumpet. When did John hear a voice like a trumpet? Back in chapter 1, verse 10. That voice was the voice of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is speaking to him again here. The voice of Jesus says to John, Come up here. Jesus opened a door in heaven, and he called John to come up to heaven. Now back in chapter 3, verse 20, if you remember last week, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Now Jesus opens a door in heaven. If you open the door of your heart to Jesus Christ, he opens the door to heaven for you. That's the way that it works. You open the door of your heart, he opens the door of heaven. And notice the sequence here. Right after the church age, chapters 2 and 3, and before the tribulation begins in chapter 6, Jesus calls John up to heaven. And I, I believe that John's call up to heaven is a picture or a type of the rapture of the church. When the church will be caught up to heaven. The rapture of the church Uh, if you don't know, is the event when Jesus Christ removes all believers from the earth and immediately into his presence in heaven, just as he does here with John. And I believe this is a picture or a type of the rapture of the church. Look at verse 1 again. He says, "I, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. And immediately John is in heaven. Very similar language to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You want to turn there, we'll look at that. Verse 16, the Apostle Paul writes, For the Lord himself, Jesus Christ himself, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, he's talking about believers, who are alive on the earth at that time and remaining on the earth at that time, we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. He he describes here 
Jesus coming for the church and those who are alive and remaining, those believers who are alive and remaining on the earth when this event takes place, he says they will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. That's that Greek word harpazo. It means to remove suddenly or to snatch away suddenly. When Jerome translated the Bible into Latin, what's called the Latin Vulgate, he translated this word caught up, he translated it raptus. That's where we get the word rapture. Uh, sometimes you hear skeptics of the, of the rapture say, well, the word rapture doesn't appear in the Bible. Well, it depends on what Bible you're reading. If you're reading the Latin Vulgate, it's in the Latin Vulgate. But, but it's, it's translated caught up. It's the Greek word harpazo, to remove suddenly, to snatch away suddenly. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And one day Jesus will come for his church and believers that are alive on the earth will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And, and we will, from that point, always be with the Lord. And Paul says here, comfort one another with these words. It's a comfort to know that one day Jesus will come for us and take us to heaven and we will be with him forever and ever and ever and we'll never be separated from him. We'll always be with him. Turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Here again, Paul writing, he says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. Now, a mystery in the Bible means something that was once concealed in the Old Testament, which is now revealed in the New Testament. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. And that's that's a euphemism for death for the believer. We shall not all die, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. (laughs) So here he says, we're not all going to die. Some believers are going to be alive on the earth when Jesus Christ comes for his church and calls all of us to heaven, all believers to heaven. And he says, and, and when that happens, we'll all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. The twinkling of an eye is the amount of time it takes your, your eye to recognize something. It's immeasurable. It's, it's such a quick amount. You know, how long does it take your eye to identify something? It's, it's instantaneous. And, and that's the idea here. When, when Jesus calls the church up to heaven, it's going to be instantaneous. You know, just instantly we're in the presence of the Lord. Just as John says back in chapter 4 of Revelation, he says, immediately, instantly, he's in the presence of the Lord. Instantly, he's in heaven. And now, right, now go back to Revelation chapter 4. I, I believe personally that Scripture teaches that the church will be caught up to heaven to be with Jesus after the current church age and before the tribulation begins. 
uh, what's called a pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Maybe you've heard that term before. And the tribulation, just just so that we know what we're talking about here, that's a seven-year period when God pours out his wrath and judgment upon the sinful, rebellious world. That's going to begin in chapter 6. It's going to be described all the way to chapter 19. And the reason God does that, the reason he pours out his wrath on the world, is to try one last attempt to get the world to repent and turn back to him. And some will repent during the tribulation, but we also will see in the book of Revelation that some will simply shake their fist at God and curse God. They'll know that it is the wrath of God and they'll despise him for it. But I believe that the church will be caught up to heaven after the church age ends, but before the tribulation begins. And the the reason I believe that is because chapters 4 and 5 happen after chapters 2 and 3 and before chapter 6. This is kind of how it works, right? You got chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6. Chapter 2 and 3, you've got the church age. Chapter 6, you've got the tribulation beginning. Chapters five or 4 and 5, you got heaven. And you got the believers in heaven. Also, I would say with that, couple other verses. First Thessalonians 5, 9, God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 1, 10, uh, Jesus will deliver us from the wrath to come. Uh, and so I, I believe that the church is not going to go through the wrath of God or the tribulation period. And let me say too, there are many fine godly Bible teachers uh, who believe the church will go through the tribulation or that the church will go through part of the, tri- the tribulation and be raptured midway through the tribulation period. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't see that in Scripture. I don't hold that view based on what the Bible says. You know, the word church occurs 19 times in chapters 1 through 3, and then you don't see the church again until after the tribulation. They're not mentioned in chapters 6 through 19 at all until Jesus Christ comes back. All right, back, back here, verse... Verse 1, Jesus calls John up to heaven. And in verse 2, John says, immediately, I was in the Spirit. And I like that. I look forward to the day when we are in the Spirit and no longer in the flesh. Uh, You know, Paul talks about in Romans, you know, he says, who will deliver me from this body of death that I am dragging around in this life? Uh, When we go to be with the Lord He's going to deliver us from this body of death. We'll no longer be in the flesh. We'll be in the spirit. And I look forward to that. And notice what John sees here in heaven. He's caught up to heaven. He's literally there. I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. The first thing that John sees in heaven is the throne of God. And the central feature of heaven is the throne of God. You know, the the word throne appears 58 times in the New Testament. 43 times it's in the book of Revelation. 14 of the 43 times is in chapter 4 of Revelation. The book of Revelation is about the throne of God in heaven. Chapter 4 is the chapter about the throne of God in heaven. It tells us all about the throne of God. Of God And everything that John sees in heaven, he describes 
as it relates to the throne of God. Look at verse 3. And there was a rainbow around the throne. In verse 4, around the throne were 24 thrones. In verse 5, and from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings, etc. Verse 6, before the throne, and in the midst of the throne, and around the throne. The throne of God is the centerpiece of heaven. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, when you are taken up to heaven whether by death or rapture, when you go to heaven, you will be gripped by seeing the throne of God and the one who sits upon the throne. That is what's going to be all-consuming for you and for me in heaven, is the throne of God and the one that sat on the throne. The one that sat on the throne here in chapter 4, This is, he's talking about God the Father, uh, not Jesus Christ. He's going to talk about Jesus in chapter 5. But notice he says, the one sat on the throne in heaven. When John is caught up to heaven, he sees the throne of God and he sees that God is seated on the throne. God God hasn't abandoned his throne. God hasn't wandered off. God is on the throne in heaven, ruling over all of the earth. It may not seem like it to us at times. Maybe it doesn't seem like it to you and the things going on in your life. But according to scriptures, God is on the throne. Uh, Psalm 47, verse 8. God reigns over the nations. God sits on His holy throne. He sits on His throne. He is seated on His throne. And, And notice that it says also that one sat on the throne in heaven, and only one. There's not a plurality of gods in heaven ruling over the universe. There's not not a Muslim God and a Hindu God and a Buddhist God or whatever. There's one God. There's one God, the God of the Bible. And there's one throne in heaven. And the one and only God is seated on that throne. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. That he is the only way to the one and only God. 1 Timothy 2.5 says that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So John sees the throne of God. And now in verse 3, John describes the throne and the one seated on the throne. Look what he says in verse 3. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, an appearance like an emerald. John doesn't describe the appearance or the, or the shape or the figure of the one who sat on the throne in heaven. Instead, what John describes is the glory of God. That's what he's taken by. That's what he's overwhelmed by. Seeing the throne of God and then seeing the glory of God that was all around his, his throne. Coming out from his throne. John says the throne looked like a jasper stone, which is a, which is a diamond. So try to, try to picture this in your mind. It's hard to do, but he describes what he sees almost like a diamond. Now in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, John says that God is light. In, in Matthew 17, at the transfiguration, remember Jesus allowed some of his glory to shine forth on the Mount of Transfiguration. And this bright, dazzling light came out from Jesus. The glory came out from Jesus. And 
And Peter, James, and John saw the glory shining forth brilliantly out of Jesus. Revelation 21, 23 says, In the new Jerusalem there will be no need for the sun or the moon because the glory of God will illuminate the city. He asked me how I You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, and he has more to share with you next time. How is your heart doing as you listen to these teachings about the future? If you're in need of prayer for any reason, would you be willing to give us a call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever might be weighing on you. Our number is 410 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from the culminating final book of the Bible, Revelation. Pastor Dan has much more to share from this book, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue learning and growing, appreciating what God wants us to see from His Word. We hope you'll tune in then and be a part of our listening audience. Continue searching for what God has for you to see here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.